Sometimes we must let go of our pride and do what is requested of us. Anakin, you've grown up. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hoth, our hosts, Carl Eclair and Jason Hunt, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hey everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair Podcast. This is episode number 268, You've Grown Up. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Rune Heiko to my Newt Gunray, we have Carl LeClaire. Yes! Oh, I love those Neimoidians. <laughs> oh, do yes. you think there's a specs on attack? I don't know, but we must be quickly to disrupt all communications down there. <laughs> Jason, I love the Phantom Menace. I do, too. <laughs> I just was telling you off the air, but I watched that movie again last week, and it is, like, I don't ever see that dropping out from my number three favorite Star Wars movie. It is so good. Uh, to be completely honest, if I was being 100% honest with myself, I think it might even be my, I might actually like it more than Return of the Jedi at number two. Wow. I just, oh, I love that movie. Like, I certainly see, like, why people, like, have had their criticisms, but. Jar Jar, you've taught me to love him. Like I enjoy him. He's 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 not even on screen that much if you really think about it. Um, his humor is silly enough to me that I can chuckle at it and appreciate it. The 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 only thing I would still say I, I wish they had done a little differently was gone with like a fifteen year old Anakin. That's it. Um, that's my only like long standing thing is like that. That's if they had done like a 15, 16 year old Anakin, I think that might even be my favorite star Wars movie. Wow. I love that, that movie. <laughs> that is high praise for the Phantom Menace Carl, coming from Carl LeClaire. <laughs> I know so. we're about to lose some listeners, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to take that risk for the Phantom Menace. Oh, uh, well, Phantom Menace is a fantastic movie. So, I mean, everyone just needs to understand that. Yes. So, and I got to give a quick shout out to my friend Greg for giving me this amazing Phantom Menace tie to wear to work. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm wear Jar- awesome. I, I might I might have to take like a red Sharpie and just put a little heart around Jar Jar on it just to really personalize it. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 mess up the tie. That's a good point. You're right. <laughs> But but we're not here to talk about the Phantom Menace or ties or whatever. What what are we what are we here to talk about, Carl? Well, I just thought it'd be really fun to talk a little bit about how you know kind of what what we loved about Star Wars when we when we were younger and what we love about Star Wars now and kind of just looking at you know are they, are they necessarily mutually exclusive or more of like how have we grown into our love of Star Wars? What really draws us in now as opposed to what really drew us in when we were kids? And I know for me it's it's not like dramatically different, but there's definitely things about star wars i appreciate much more now as an adult fan than i did as a young fan and to me it's more of a testament of the wonder of star wars right the fact that it appealed to me so much when i was eight nine ten years old and it still appeals to me just as much at 29 30 31 years old so yeah no i i agree it's it's that i think the things that drew me in as a kid still draw me in to Star Wars, and we'll get into that. 
but the things that I appreciate um, have just expanded as I've gotten older. Um, so yeah, I, we'll get into that, I think. So, but right. where did we want to start, Carl? Well, what. Again, really quick because little life update. Jason's Jason's getting a whole new training for a new job. Woohoo! Woohoo! New job, new uh, responsibilities that I have never done before. So a lot of training. So that's why I wasn't here last week, and I'm recording on location um, <laughs> from the hotel room in Phoenix because I went. Uh, you know, I live in Tucson, but I'm training in Phoenix. So yeah, I'm I'm. Not at home doing this episode. <laughs> yeah. And I I just I, I missed you. So we talked about maybe just taking the week off because we both are crazy busy this week. But I was like, nope, I can't go another week without Jason. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we had to make it happen. We just wanted to do something kind of fun and light. Um, so, again, we, we don't have the uh, the matchup. We didn't have time to post it this week. Um, but, uh, again, we will be doing the matchup of, of Empire Luke versus Last Jedi Ray. But, you know. Force Awakens, right? No, Last Jedi. Was was Last Jedi? Yeah, I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Last Jedi, right? You're um, right. But we will we will tackle that on next week's episode for sure. So, thank you for for your patience on on that. So, but Jason, before we hop into the episode, um, I rudely didn't even think to ask you, which was ridiculous of me because you are my freaking co pilot. And um, I just for fun last week did a quick poll, which I compiled in about six hours because it was six hours after I posted it till I recorded with Matt last week and asking folks what their favorite Disney era Star Wars movie was. And in Rogue One won out um, by a couple of votes. It beat out Force Awakens and Last Jedi came in last. Um, Again, it was all really close. I think Rogue One was 20. uh, Force Awakens was like, I want to say 18. And then Last Jedi was 16. So they were all very close. But what was your what is your favorite of the new era? Uh, this should come as no surprise, but it's Rogue One, like yeah. far and away. I, it's in my top three Star Wars movies, so I, I, it, it has to be uh, out of the, the three Disney movies released so far. It has to be Rogue One. So, um, yeah, I, it's not even close. Uh, not that I because I dislike Force Awakens or Last Jedi. It's just because Rogue One hits me in my sweet spot. Um, <laughs> And and I just love the movies so freaking much. So, um, yeah, that was I didn't even have to think about that answer. Yeah, well, good because neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you know, yeah. I love thinking about my Star. It's it, start the our Star Wars fandom, and I'm and I'm sure this is so true for so many of you listening. But our Star Wars fandom has really been part of our lives for probably the great majority of our lives. Um, I mean, I'm 32 years old. I was a, I was already a huge Star Wars fan by the age of eight. Um, so the majority of my life, I've been a pretty big Star Wars fan. Um, and what's the breakdown for you? I mean, when did you? I know you got into it right in '97 when the special editions came out. Yep, and that was right. Uh, that was. Shortly before my eighth birthday, so I was seven. Yeah, okay, I was seven. Yeah, so I mean, this has been with both of us the majority of our lives. <laughs> yeah, over two thirds of my life at this point. So, yeah. and I, I, I love to think back though, because you know, Star Wars is such a unique fandom, such a unique experience for us who you know who love it so much, and 
and have been had have been digesting it for so you know for decades really that it's really fun to just go back and think about what you really loved when you were younger or just think back of those kind of those you know amazingly in a way pure memories innocent memories not that our ones now are tarnished but i know i mean just even thinking about my most recent fandom you know i mean i have had a lot of negativity towards some disney things i've had you know um a lot more of a distorted view at times which is fine i mean that, i think that also comes with growing up you know and you know just being jaded by life and all that but i think there's just something so pure about those early memories of star wars which is also why i love the phantom menace so much because that movie just encapsulates that feeling of of innocence and purity um, <laughs> which which i know can't last forever i do live in the real world but um <laughs> You know, I just I think there's something beautiful about that. I think there's something so wonderful about some of our early Star Wars memories because they're so quintessential to to really digging it in, right? Like we we all talk about how when we were young, you know, we 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 loved other things. You know, I mean, I loved Batman, loved Ghostbusters, loved the Ninja Turtles, but Star Wars was something unique, you know. And um, we all had those other things that we loved to do when we were kids, but you know, I. I'm not buying Ninja Turtle toys anymore. I'm not getting all excited about the new Batman movies. Um, I'm not getting all excited about, you know, finding a Ghostbuster action figure. Like, it's just different now. Um, Star Wars has, you know, you know, been part of us in a way that I don't think any of our other fandoms quite are at. Um, So as much as we may love other things, you know, I mean, I still love Batman. I still love watching the Ghostbuster films, but it's just not the same experience. No, no, it isn't. Um, But yeah, I would agree that there's something about Star Wars and the way that it connected with us. Well, as we were young, um, that has lasted to this day. And I think it's a testament to the franchise um, as a whole that I think it's able to connect with people uh, in all walks of life, at all ages, and and it's able to stay with them. Um, some people like us are more apt to, uh, you know, continue with that throughout our lives, whereas it's you know a fad for others or you know just something that they enjoy. But it definitely connected and grabbed me in a way that is uh, enduring, um, and I think a lot of the the stuff that grabbed me as a young kid really shapes um, why I still love it today. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, so what drew you in as like when you were young, Jason, what was it about star Wars? And again, this can be anything. It doesn't have to be specific to the films, but what was it about star Wars that really drew you in? I mean, I, I, we've been doing this for, for six years now and, and I, I love, in a way, your your Star Wars creation story, you know, if you will. You know, that, <laughs> that, that story you tell about, you know, being at uh, the store and seeing a Y-Wing on the shelf, you know, the Y-Wing Power of the Force line action figure, um, you know, and just being mesmerized by that. It, it, am I, am no, I, well, no, I wasn't, I wasn't even mesmerized. It was one of those things where I, I saw it on the shelf and I, you know, walked over to it, looked at it and I was like, Star Wars? What is this Star Wars? I'll never like Star Wars. I shoved it back to the shelf. And then two weeks later, I'm seeing the movie, and my life has changed. I like seriously. Um, I, I think a lot of it was just what what initially grabbed me, and I, what what kept me around was the cool stuff. You know, the 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 ships, the lightsabers, um, the idea of the Jedi. You know, that's what really you know hooked me in and kept me around. But I think the thing that really 
opened me up to the idea of Star Wars being something cool or something amazing uh, as a kid was just the the scope of it, the size of it. It was just huge. The the opportunities, the possibilities, and the idea that that something you know, in my imagination could be that big. Uh, it just opened up my imagination and unlocked a, you know, another plane of existence almost in my imagination that I never knew had been there. So um, literally my imagination just exploded after seeing Star Wars for the first time. Um, and it's been running amok ever since so (laughs) but um as a kid you know it's the lightsabers it's the action it's the the ships the cool stuff that you see and you know have fun with that you know grab you and that keep you coming back playing with the toys and everything um and watching it again but honestly i have to say that my imagination was never that big um, before I saw Star Wars. And I think that's one of the the biggest reasons why it connected and stuck around with me um, through my prepubescent years, <laughs> especially, <laughs> is the idea that it was – it just expanded my imagination to such a level that I couldn't even quantify yeah. Yeah, it's so well put. You know, I, because I, I can, I can totally mirror that and and understand exactly what you're talking about. Because, um, the way, I like the way you put it. You know, it was the it was the lightsabers and the blasters and all that cool stuff that brought me in and and kept me in as a kid. Because that's so true. Uh, I mean, I, I have so many memories playing with my cousin Andrew and you know uh, using his connects you know toys, which you know they're like bigger versions of Legos and. You know, it was before they they had all these like plastic lightsabers and blasters to buy on the shelves. Um, so we built our own. You know, every time I'd go over, we'd we'd build lightsaber hilts and we'd build um, blasters and stuff. And when I say we, I, he would build everything because I was really terrible with connects, just like Legos. Um, <laughs> I was always <laughs> engineeringly challenged <laughs> and continue to be to this day. But um, you know, just like building those things and then, you know, just diving into that imaginative world because that was something so unique about Star Wars from all the other things I loved. Everything else like existed in our real world. Yes. Yes. They were fanciful. Like yet there are no Ninja Turtles running around. There's no, you know, Batman swinging from the streets of Gotham, but they were still in a way, right? They're rooted in our world. Um, Star Wars is a totally different galaxy. And then that's, that's the fruit of the fact that it's a fairy tale sci-fi opera and (laughs) seeing that stuff just like it made me want to be part of it so that's and it's exactly like you said jason it just it it exploded my imagination in a way nothing else did um and in a way never like my imagination because of star wars has never stopped um you know it's evolved it's grown into something new and it's taken new shapes and new forms but you know, there was nothing more exciting than coming up with like elaborate plots when we were playing Star Wars, running around with those connect blasters and, you know, coming up with these elaborate <laughs> plots that we had to act out and, and, and complete missions or tell stories just through our own storytelling. Oh, yeah. Now, that's totally it, too. You know, that's another reason why it, it, it stuck around and why it's there 
as a kid because you have to play it, you know, and, and it it was almost, you know, compul- a compulsion to play Star Wars, you know. For me, everything kind of took a backseat almost immediately um, after Star Wars. And uh, it was... I was playing Star Wars, you know, as you've put it, big Star Wars and little Star Wars, you know, big Star Wars where it's, you know, you're the characters, uh, and are, you know, creating the stories or little Star Wars where you're, you know, with the toys. And I had, you know, action figures and the micro machines too. And, um, when, you know, the action figures, the ones, you know, when you're dealing with the characters in smaller spaces, and then I would use the micro machines when I'm going to do the big, like, land battles or space battles because I had the ships and some of the play sets and things like that, you know. And, and so there was a progression, you know, that as as the story got more and more focused in, um, my Star Wars grew from the micro machines to little Star Wars with the action figures to big Star Wars with me. So, um and and it was very structured that way in in how i played star wars um there was a very specific way that that star wars must be played if you were doing this it had to be with this you know if you if you're doing a you know um a, a very specific story like a, a a mission that was big star wars if you were you know if there was an escape trying to happen you were trying to escape the the empire that was you know oftentimes the action figures if there was just going to be a big space battle that i wanted to play it was the micro machines because i was you know w- zooming those around and everything so it was it was very almost regimented in a way that i you know went from one to the other depending on what part of the story i was and they all integrated together so <laughs> yeah 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 uh, again yeah totally agree like you know when when i would play big star wars it was always it was always with my cousin and it, it was kind of these elaborate like escape plots or espionage plots but when you when i played little star wars with my action figures which i typically played by myself um you know the the it was just like a different type of plotting um but again, both of them were always just drawing out my imagination in a way that nothing else did. Like, again, I can remember getting down with other toys and, you know, with action figures and probably playing for like, you know, half hour, maybe an hour and just being like, OK, I'm done. But Star Wars, I mean, I could be up in my room all day. And often I was like we'd come home from church on Sundays and I'd be up playing under my bed with my action figures from like 12 in the afternoon till five o'clock at night when it was dinner time. You know, it just in the whole time, like it just never felt like time passed. You know, I'd have the soundtracks always on in the background. Um, you know, it, it evolved from cassette tapes to CDs and now to this day, obviously just MP3s and Bluetooth devices, but right. Um, <laughs> but it's always been that consistent, you know, when, when I, when I was playing star Wars or when I was reading star Wars, you know, I wanted to be surrounded by the music. I wanted to be in that atmosphere. Um, and again, there's nothing else in my life like that, except for like church. But <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, and and like you said, you know, it, it was always it was it was just like that fun and adventure, and that's really what always brought me back. So, like when I'm thinking about like just the films in general, like the the source material, if you will, 
Um, my favorite, and, and, and I'm just going to draw on Empire Strikes Back really quick because that's always been my favorite. But what's so interesting is when I was a kid, my favorite part of that movie was the Battle of Hoth. It was, you know, Luke dueling with Vader at the end. Or oddly enough, I loved like Lando and Leia and Chewie like escaping from the stormtroopers just because it was like fun chasing and cool blasters. And but the stuff that always bored me was Dagobah, even though I kind of loved it. Um, like I loved the setting. I didn't particularly love what was going on. Cause again, it was kind of slow when you're, you know, eight, nine years old. Um, but it's so funny now, like when I look back on it, I almost feel like Luke, right? Like when Luke lands and he says, you know, seems like an awfully strange place to find a Jedi master. I don't know. There's something familiar about this place. Like even deep down, like when I was a kid, there was something about Dagobah that I knew was drawing me in. I just didn't know what it was until later in life when, you know, I was able to unpack like, wow, I love the spirituality and the growth of Luke's character here, you know, and, and now as an adult, that's what draws me in. My favorite part of The Empire Strikes Back is that stuff on Dagobah and the stuff at the end. It's exciting, but it's, you know, a lot of times if I'm watching the movie, the parts when I'll zone out is kind of the end chase scenes. But when I'm always zoomed in is Dagobah. Yeah, as an adult, things definitely take a little bit of a different focus. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm still kind of a big kid in that, you know, the, all the battles and everything just get me so excited. Um, but what's really expanded, um, as I've gotten older and uh, learned more is, uh, my love for the, um, literary, literary and mythological aspects of star Wars. Um, and that stuff just really grabs me when I can make connect. Cause you know, one of the things I've, as you've heard me say before that I also really enjoy is mythology. And so when I see the connections between, you know, myths and star Wars and, uh, or a classic piece of literature in star Wars, I immediately go, ah, that's great stuff. You know, um, as I begin to understand the structure of it and how Star Wars is put together, I think that's another thing that really um, piques my interests as I've gotten older is is how is Star Wars made in a way? You know, where does it see its influence? Where does it draw from? How is it cobbled together from all these disparate ideas and uh mixed together in such a way that it's perfectly balanced to create this amazing modern myth. Um, and, and things like that, the behind the scenes, almost aspect of the, the, uh, the skeleton of it behind what we're seeing, um, on screen fascinates me to no end. Um, and that's one of the things that really has um, I've grown in in my enjoyment of as I've gotten older, you know. And it started by watching the behind the scenes features on the DVDs. I mean, <laughs> not wanting to turn that DVD off um, and exploring all the bonus features uh, is where is where my interest of that kind of stuff really took off. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's so, I think what's so interesting is like, even what grabbed us 
his kids, you know, to me, the central thing being just its ability to tap in and expand our creative imaginations is still what draws me into this day. Like mm-hmm. I love, you know, I mean, and again, we, you know, we've talked about this a lot over the years on the show and it's obviously a question we ask in our tales of the Larian segment, which I realize we have not done in a while. Apologies. We will get back to it. Um, but right. Like th- that, that question of, you know, how did you play star Wars as a kid? How do you play star Wars now? And it's interesting because I've had some really great conversations with people at work, you know, in my new job since I've been there and, Primarily with students, but even some like staff that I work with, you know, when they, you know, they all know about the podcast and, you know, there are a lot of students that listen to it, which is awesome. Um, and uh, I think I told you, Jason, we're st- one of the students is starting a Star Wars club, which obviously I'm going to be the advisor for. So that'll kick off in a couple of weeks on campus, which I'm really excited about. Um, nice. And uh, but the thing is, you know, a lot of folks that'll ask me who are, you know, kind of more adult now and even the college students that ask me I mean, in a way they're adults now, too, in a way. And, uh, you know, they'll say, like, I don't get it. Like, I, you know, I, I watch Star Wars over break or oh, I watched the Star Wars movie. I mean, it was OK. I really do think that part of what really ingrained Star Wars, at least into me, and I'm not going to put a blanket statement and say it has to be true for everyone because everyone's unique, but I don't think I'd love Star Wars the way I do had I not gotten into it as a kid. Um, because there, again, like George's perspective was this is a film for children and it's a film for children to grow up with and grow into. Um, and I think that we as adults, continue to grow into it but even when you think about like you know when star wars became huge in 1977 the reason it became huge was because of kids right like adults enjoyed it they they appreciated like the special effects and stuff but the people that bought into it and went back for empire and then jedi it was all kids right like and buying the toys and you know what what blew lucasfilm as a company into you know the billionaire status was its ability to sell toys. And, you know, I really don't know if I'd love Star Wars the way I do if it weren't for the fact that I got into it when I was young and I could, you know, I could play it and I could reenact it and I could participate it in a very direct way um, that, again, like has grown and matured. But, you know, when I talk to people now who are adults and like, oh, I'm going to give it a try. It's it's not to say that you can't love it, but I just, I don't know. And, and, and to me, an example for, a way I, I, I see this correlate in my life is Harry Potter. I never got into Harry Potter when it came out. And I was probably, I wasn't too old for it, but I was, I was kind of on that cusp period. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I've tried getting into it a few times, but I just kind of can't. And I had a really good conversation with a friend a few weeks ago about it. Who, and she loves Harry Potter, but she read them when she was like 12, 13 years old as they were coming out. And, she still loves it now. And I was like, yeah, you know, and, and she gave me this great perspective of, you know, Carl, if you, if you try to read them again, cause I've, I've still only read the first two books and they were okay. I didn't, I didn't love them. I didn't hate them. Um, but she's like, you know, try to imagine when you were a kid reading like those star Wars books or seeing star Wars the first time, you know, try to connect to it like that. And it's like, that's a great idea, but unfortunately I'm not going to be able to, because I'm not that kid anymore. Right. I'm, I'm a 32 year old man now. And I, I, while I'm still a kid at heart, I, I'm not a kid anymore. You know what I mean? Um, well, I, I, I get it, and I, I see where you're coming from, but um, I'm going to uh, take off on from what your, your friend was saying, and I think as an adult, if you're going to get into it to the degree that you know someone like Carl and I have gotten into this thing, um, 
and I think a large part of it is because we got into it as a kid, um, is if you're going to be able to get into it to that extent as an adult or a, a teenager or something like that, it has to – you have to be able to approach it in a, in a way in some level where it opens up something completely new for you. Um, whether it is something like the mythology or whether it's just you're, you know, you're able to connect and tap into that, you know, that kid at heart, uh, when you're watching it or, you know, enjoying it. Um, but you, there has to be something that it, it, it unlocks something that it opens up. Um, and I think as we get older, we tend to close ourselves off from those types of experiences, um, or we just get numb to, to things because, well, we, we feel like we've seen it all, you know, that kind of thing, you know, the, the, the experiences of life kind of, you know, drag that down a little bit. And, and, and I'm not saying that to, you know, put anybody down or anything, but I, I think part of it is, is that you either have to be able to approach it as a kid, um, and connect with that inner child as you're watching it, as you're experiencing it, or it has to open up and unlock something new and exciting to you um, in order for you to connect with it on this kind of a level as an adult um, for like the first time. If you're being introduced to it as an older person, it has to unlock something new and exciting to you. Um if, if it doesn't do something to you uh, like that for you, um, it can be a fun movie that you come and watch every year. Every, you know, you watch it a couple times a year. It can be something you really enjoy. But it's not really going to have the kind of um, impact um, if that's the case. So I think there has to be either the eyes of a child – or the unlocking of something new and exciting um, in order to really connect as an adult to something like this um, in the le- in the way that, that Carl and I have experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, when I, you know, when I think, it's it's interesting because when I think back to the, and again, when I chart my Star Wars fandom, it it is really like a charting of my own growth, my own growth into adulthood, which is so interesting because that's really what the original story was all about, right? You know, um, the original trilogy was the story of Luke Skywalker going from you know a boy to a man, and you know an, an adult, um, or to use Stan Witwer, he would say into a man. I love the way he says the word man. That's great. Um, a man. Yeah. <laughs> a manly man. <laughs> um, but, you know, and like when I had the privilege of being on, you know, Scott Rifen's, uh My Star Wars Story a couple of years ago. And God, I missed that show. It's so amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, as I told that story, it really was like telling my own life story in a way because Star Wars has always been such a huge part. And when I think about those middle years, right, like middle school and high school and, you know, those awkward experiences of coming of age and, you know, being cool with who you are and not caring as much what people think about you, 
you know, Star Wars, you know, those were like, those were my dark years, you know, when I just kind of kept it in the closet, you know, the, the, the cousins I grew up playing with it with all the time, they were kind of just moving into different things and I didn't want to. And so I kind of had to keep it to myself. And then finally coming to college and not caring anymore and realizing that the more I'm myself, the better type of people I get to surround myself with. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and it was so great. Like, and, and it's just obviously blossomed so much since then, but, um, you know what? What I've always loved, and 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 again, I think this is the, the, those middle years when you're kind of again like transitioning out of playing with action figures into what do I do with this? You know, that was always a question of like, what do I do now? Um, and it took me till college to really figure out like, well, I love having intellectual conversations about Star Wars. I love thinking about it through the lens of spirituality and religion that I was studying, and you know, it gave me a whole new way to be creative and imaginative with it. Um, and then that made me, when I go back to the films now, what I watch it for is it's not like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just different than when I was a kid. Like I still love the, the lightsabers and the space combat and the blasters, but what really keeps me there is the characters. It's the, the spirituality, it's the mythology of, of an expanding story. Um, you know, that's really what hooks me in now. Yeah, and I, I can I can see that. Um I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just really immature. Um but I'm so I still get so excited with lightsabers and and all that fun stuff. Um and I I never had that moment in my teen years um <laughs> Well, what do I do with all these toys I've I've collected, and do I stop playing with them? Do I stop collecting them? And I never had that that crisis of conscience, and I might just be putting it off. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I, I will say that I've been able to really enjoy Star Wars in a whole new light as I've gotten older. Like I like I mentioned earlier, and one of the things that um, that I do enjoy it in uh, with is the the theatricality of it in a sense because I am someone who um, has been trained in you know theater and and wants to get into the industry. Star Wars has been a huge driving force for moving me in that direction, and so when I'm able to study and look at Star Wars in light of what I'm learning, you know, in light of what I was learning in school um, and in light of, you know, how it, it comes across from a, a filmmaker's perspective or, or someone who wants to get involved in film, um, that's become a new way that I'm able to really, you know, connect with it and enjoy it. And, uh, you know, film critics may not think Star Wars movies are, are you know, generally speaking, um, you know, the best movies. But there is a way that Star Wars is made that connects with people. And whether or not it's, you know, from a film critic's perspective, um, a, a, you know, very well created piece of art doesn't really matter because art is definitely, you know, valued by the beholder um and i think there's a lot to star wars that it really encapsulates from all 
all different places. Um, and I could get really into my ideas on that um, in depth, but that's not what we're here to talk about um, in this episode. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm. That's one of the things that I'm really enjoying about Star Wars is is the fact that well, hey, you know, it, it's the fact that Disney is still making Star Wars stuff gives me hope that one day I'll be in Star Wars. You know, as I move closer to my goal of, of getting into the industry, being an actor, a voice actor, um, the fact that, that there's still Star Wars being created on the big and small screen gives me hope that one day I'll have my name in the credits. So <laughs> I just I would still just be excited if we finally get like, you know, the thank you section at the end of the credits. Thank you. The Wampus Lure podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not holding my breath, but, you know, we can dream. Well, considering that I haven't yet to see any other Star Wars podcast uh, get it in the credits, um, I, I'd say our hopes of whenever they do start adding podcasts to that section, um, I'd say our, our chances are pretty high uh, <laughs> if they ever add podcasts to the thank you section. Yeah, which I think they should. Specifically us, the Wampusler podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. The Star Wars Report Podcast Network. Yeah, I, I'm Wars fine with that, Report, too. Just give us the network. The films, yeah. Wampus Lair, you know, big, bold letters, all of that. You know, they should just slap our logos up there, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. It's ridiculous right? that they haven't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, um, but, yeah, you know, I mean – What's what's really interesting to me is, you know, because obviously we're getting a lot more Star Wars stuff now, right? Since Disney's yeah. since Disney's taken ownership of of Lucasfilm, right? We're going to be getting consistent films. We're going to be getting consistent TV media, um, and uh, and it's it's all been quality. It's all been quality. You know, I mean, it, some of it hasn't been my favorite, but it's all been quality. There's no knock in that, um, and. You know, they're doing, a, I think, a really good mix of, you know, which I'm, I'm sure is a tough line to, to um, kind of toe, but, you know, still hitting us big with the fun lightsabers and blasters and space battles, right? Like, think the beginning of Last Jedi with Poe flying around, taking out the surface cannons, you know, you know, why is your ship not blasting that tiny fighter? That ship is too small and at too close range to hit it with our cannons. We need to scramble our fighters. Five bloody minutes ago. <laughs> um, right, so that's, that's super. Damn you, hucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you get this, like, fun segments like that. And then, you know, the, the really deep and questionable, like, what does this mean scenes like Ray in the, you know, in the pit there in the cave. Um, you know, so I'm still, I'm still in a sense wrapping my head around that scene. There's a lot in there. Oh, there sure is. Um, so. yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's all, it's all great. Um, you know, and, uh, the one thing I will say that's very different in my fandom now, and this isn't to try to be negative or, or, or put things down, but the one thing that is definitely different now, and, and I do think it's a little sad um, is so, to some degree, Star Wars has lost some of its specialness. 
with how frequently we're going to be getting stuff. And it's not to say I don't want a lot of stuff. It's not to say that we're getting bad stuff. But there was something really special about waiting three years for a new film or you know, some time off and wondering, are we ever going to get more? I mean, there was never anything more exciting than seeing Phantom Menace in the screen until the announcement that we were getting Episode 7. Um, I mean, those are two of the highest points that I can ever remember as a Star Wars fan. Um, you know, and, and there's just something really exciting with kind of that delayed gratification. Um, so, I, I, you know, I mourn that a little bit now. It's, it is a little sad that the specialness is, is never going to be the same. You know, um, and and for some people, well, I, I, I and to be fair, you know, some people probably like oh, I don't care, like it's still just as special to me. Um, so, yeah, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, that's that's where I'm coming uh, from because um, Star the specialness of Star Wars is for me is based on how special I view it, you know, and, 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 and it's one of those things where, and, and, and different people approach it different ways. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to, um, get into it with anybody's view, but the, the, the way that I, you know, maybe I'm, I'm saying things that people would agree with, but I come to a different conclusion. Um, but Star Wars to me is special because it's Star Wars and Star Wars just has a special place already carved out in, in my, in my life, in my, my view of things in my, you know, heart. Um, and, and the more Star Wars that I can cram into there, the better. Um, I'm just happy. I don't have to wait as long, honestly, to cram more, awesome star Wars into that space. Um, and, and there will be aspects of it that I will like more than I will like others. There is no doubt about that. I mean, there's, you know, that's always been the case. You know, we, we sit here and rank our favorite movies and we've done that <laughs> since there were more than one. Um, you know, so it's, um, and there's nothing to, to say that, oh, that, that that's, you know, there's no, reason why that's a wrong thing but but for me star wars is special because it's star wars and so if i can get if i don't have to wait as long to get more of that specialness i'm okay it's like eating birthday cake every month instead of just every year on your birthday um but of course i am a sucker for desserts and and stuff so maybe that's just my problem um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but uh, and 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 while I still I can see the other view I can definitely appreciate the way that it, you know you're you're explaining things Carl um and I can understand exactly where you're coming from I can see it the reasoning is there it makes sense it's just not something I'm going to I I, I think for me, I don't allow myself to consider that kind of stuff, which, you know, maybe is a little bit of, of blind fandom in one sense. But I'm more than willing to just take all of Star Wars, stick it in this this place that I've carved out for it, and then evaluate it once it's there. 
And I think that's how I approach it. Whereas, you know, some people, and there's a lot of people that we've, you know, got very angry when The Last Jedi came out. And I think some people evaluate it when it's still out there before they bring it into Star Wars. Um, and for me, if it's Star Wars, I bring it in, I put it in that spot, and then I evaluate it. Um, you know, maybe that's just the way I view it and the way I look at it. No, I, I appreciate that view. That's why I've always appreciated doing the show with you. Um, I like that. You know, I mean, Star Wars is what's special. <laughs> and mm-hmm. right. I like that. That's, that's, there's, there's certainly nothing wrong with that either. You know, I mean, I don't think, again, it'd be nice to be in a place in fandom where people could be like, well, views are views. Neither one's right or wrong, right? Whichever one is you is you. Um, you know, if, if you're like, well, I think it's losing some specialness because we're getting too much. That's fine. I get you because I'm there too. But some of you are probably thinking, no, like I'm like Jason. I think Star Wars is just special. So inherently I'm going to love it all and or not necessarily love it all, but right. Like I, I will be open. I'm just going to be open to all of it. Um, yeah. And nothing and, and I, lost. I think my I think my view of Star Wars is a very broad view of Star Wars in, in, in a sense, um, whereas you're definitely a bit more, I think, uh, focused in on certain aspects of Star Wars. And that's, you know, what really grab you gravitate towards, which is is perfectly fine. And, and we've had great conversations revolving all around that. Um, and so, yeah, uh, and this is where, you know. As we've grown up, this sort of these views on Star Wars have developed um, to where we are today. So, and and I think I think as as fans, as people who enjoy Star Wars, what we need to understand is that our views on Star Wars will morph and evolve as we continue to grow and have different experiences. Um, and that sort of thing. And we need to be willing to allow that to happen, not only with ourselves, but with everyone else around us. Um, and so when everyone, when someone says, well, you can't be a Star Wars fan because of X or, well, obviously you like that about Star Wars, which means you're not a true Star Wars fan that things like that can't, can't be, um, (sighs) Allowed is the word that I keep wanting to say, but I don't feel like that's what I was really going for. Um, but, uh, you know, that that sort of a view on approaching fandom needs to change, I think. Um, because it is a fandom. We come into this voluntarily, and it's something that if we decide to, we can leave. You know, it's not life or death. <laughs> it's, a, it's a freaking, t- you know, TV show and movie series. For goodness sake. I mean, if we really want to boil it down, it's entertainment. Yeah. But, but that being said, for people like Carl and I, that entertainment is very influential, very special, and will continue to um, influence and define aspects of who we are and how we view things. I agree. Completely. Um. (laughs) So, you know, again, we could we could talk about this stuff all night. But right. uh, in light of some very long-winded episodes as of late, I thought we'd do a, a nice short one for once. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I've, I've loved this. I love this conversation. And, you know, it, it, it's, 
it's been so great to just see, you know, what continues to draw me into Star Wars um, is again the the depth of it, the the, the spiritual mythological side. Um, and it's so interesting because those were the things when I was a kid, I knew that they were something special, but they weren't necessarily what I dove into the movie for, right? Like I -hmm. definitely saw myself fast forwarding through some of the Dagobah scenes on my VHS and then, you know, rewatching like the blaster fights or rewatching the torture scene. What? Who said that? Um, (laughs) (laughs) there's something wrong with me. (laughs) Um, you know, we all knew that, but, uh, yeah, there's, you know, there's just something, um, yeah, there's just something about it now that, um, I love those really compelling stories, those really compelling mythological elements. And then to me, you know, the icing on the cake is still continuing to be the lightsaber fights, the, the blaster fights, the great space battles, you know, that's the icing on the cake. Um, and I think, um, yeah, it's it's amazing how it still Star Wars still continues to appeal to every aspect of us, whether we're a kid or an adult. There's something there for you to love. Yeah, yeah, and and, and there's, you know, I will never ever forget the hours I spent going fang- frame by frame through the Geonosis Arena battle to find all the different things that all the different Jedi in the background were doing. Um, You know, I spent an entire summer basically doing that. And I still love, you know, watching all the cool stuff that happens in the background during battle sequences. Any battle sequence, particularly the Genosis Arena battle. Uh, um, (coughs) But then... I come to it, you know, today where I'm like, ooh, I really need to bone up on my Arthurian legend because I think there's something to that in what's going on with the new trilogy. I think there's something taken from Arthurian legends um, that influence the way that the sequel trilogy is being written and being um, put together. And that's not a you know area of legend or mythology that I'm overly familiar with, and so I'm like, ooh, I should really explore that, so I can understand and connect with this new uh, bit of Star Wars that we're getting now. So, you know, it, the the way that I I look at it, it it's still fun. All that stuff is still fun. It's still exciting me. It's still exciting to me, you know, whether it's the battle sequences or, you know, reading an ancient Greek tragedy and going, oh, this is the prequels, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, you know, all of that's still fun and exciting. And, and so I think, I think that's because what's really going to continue going forward with me is if I can find something cool, fun, exciting – uh, whether that's, you know, the just the playing Star Wars and the watching and going, ooh, ah, that's cool, um, or the, ooh, let's dig into this, you know, all aspects of that is still going to appeal to me. So that's all I got to say. Otherwise, I'm going to start talking in circles or go off on tangents. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's okay. You got to be you. Um but no, we will we will save the tangents. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, it's always Jason. I love talking Star Wars with you, especially stuff like this. This was fun. Oh, this is good. This was so much good. So much good. This was so much good. This is this is so much good. Like like doing talking. Um, you know. <laughs> good old Rose. I love I love that. Um, but yeah, no, and, and and to think, Carl, we did this all without any notes. Um, <laughs> oh, know, I'm sorry. I I shouldn't have Jason, pulled the curtain back that good much. Lord, man, come on! I don't want people to think we weren't prepped. <laughs> Carl, kind of amateur this, hour is this? <laughs> Carl, with with this topic, our life has been prep. <laughs> Fair point. We are Fair overly point. prepped for this topic. You got that right, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. So, um, but as we wrap this up, folks, remember. We're gonna for next episode. We're gonna uh, have our matchup ready to go. Um, the Last Jedi, Ray versus Empire Strikes Back, Luke, um, and then Carl. If they want to weigh in on the matchup or anything else that we've talked about, if they want to weigh in on our discussion here, get involved with with how they've grown in their enjoyment of Star Wars. Where can they do that? Well, Jason, before any of that, real quick, just want to remind people of our, our Patreon mini-episodes that are coming out once a week. And they are quite many. They are quite short. Um, talking like five to five to eight minutes probably each week. But been a lot of fun. You know, I've been doing something called Wampa Reflections where I've been taking a quote from Star Wars, just breaking it down in the context of Star Wars, but also what it means to us in our everyday lives. You did a great mini-episode on Captain Kennedy last week, and, and you're up, I know, again this week for another mini-episode mm-hmm. um, of a side character of some kind, which uh, I'm excited to hear your next one. Um, so, again, if you want access to any of that, just head on over to patreon.com slash podcast and just pledge a buck, and, and you'll, you'll get access to all that great stuff. Um, but, as Jason said, we do have a great matchup, as well as any other discussion you might want to get involved with. You know, you can find us on our social media um, Facebook.com slash Wampaslair Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wampaslair. Um, and you can send us emails at Wampaslair Podcast at gmail.com. That sounds amazing. Anything else before we close down this episode, Carl? I had a great time, Jason. I'm glad you were back. I had a blast as well. This was this was great fun. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. This has been episode number 268. You've grown up. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we will see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. <laughs>